And welcome back to the Bob Harris Show here on the Mighty 790 KFGO. It is indeed a pleasure and an honor this afternoon and this evening, I should say, to talk to with one of the premier authors of our time. Anne Rice has written uh, numerous books uh, throughout her lifetime, including, of course, the famous interview with a vampire, which was made into a major motion picture and many others. But since in the last uh, few years, uh, things have taken a turn, and she has uh, uh, gone to uh, writing the uh, the books uh, uh, concerning Christ the Lord. Out of Egypt was her first one, and her new one is uh, out right now, and that is called Christ the Lord, the the uh, road to Cana. And uh, Anne Rice, thank you so much for joining us here in Fargo at KFGO. I'm delighted. Thank you. Have you ever, by the way, have you ever been up into the Dakotas? Actually, I don't think I have. Oh. Um, I'm pretty sure I've never done a signing up there. I've been around quite a few places, but I'd love to go there. Well, if you get a chance sometime, you know, let us know and we'll be, uh, we'll be happy to welcome you here, let me tell you. Let me ask, okay. let me ask first of all uh, about, uh, about the your your religious beliefs you were you you grew up catholic and uh, all of a sudden things kind of changed and uh, could you kind of set the set the story for us as far as your your religion and then non-religion and then now back to religion again well i lost my faith when i was about 18 i was in my first year of college and i think i lost my faith the way a lot of young people do I moved away from my strong Catholic background, and I sort of went on an exploration into the world. And for 38 years, really, I I told myself I was an atheist. I thought this was reality, and I thought it was what we should do is, you know, face reality. But then in 1998, faith really came back to me. And I think what happened is I admitted to myself that I really loved God, believed in God, and wanted to talk to God and that this atheism was, was something that was falling apart for me. Now, some, so I came back to the church. Some folks might want to ask, and I, I guess I will ask it for them, your, your husband at that time, of course, he has passed away, on, uh, and I'm sorry to, uh, to, uh, for, you, for your loss, but he was known as a devout atheist. Did, uh, did that have any bearing on, on your change and your feeling of religion? Actually, it really didn't. Uh, Stan didn't get sick until 2002, and he died um, within four and a half months of finding out he had a brain tumor. But I had actually, earlier that year, in 2002, committed my writing to Christ. I had made the decision to write only for Jesus from then on. And it really was before Stan got sick, and I sometimes wonder if the Lord didn't give me that, that wonderful opportunity because... He, he was strengthening me for what was to come. I was already committed to, to writing Christ the Lord and, and writing the life of the Lord before we heard the terrible news that Stan was sick. The books that are out now, when you look back at the previous material that you've written, for lack of a better term, do you think it was the wrong direction? I mean, it's obviously a 180-degree turn of what you're writing now. Well, I don't think it was the wrong direction. I think that my supernatural books... Um, the Vampire Chronicles, the Mayfair Witches, I think all this material is pretty unusual. And I would describe those books as rather sincere metaphysical thrillers. And, and there was a search going on, a search for redemption in one form or another. And the books are dark because I was grieving for my lost faith. I was grieving for my lost belief in God. And I, I think the books reflect a kind of long journey to God. There, there was a progression there. The characters were always 
seeking some way to be moral, some way to be saved, even though they felt they couldn't be. And um, I found finally what the characters were looking for. This was about the time when you lost your child, too, right? When those came well, out? Well, I had lost my daughter much earlier. I lost my daughter in mm. 1972, and I didn't become a published writer till 1976. But certainly, Interview with the Vampire has to do with the grief for that loss. I have to ask you, I've got to back up just one second. When you put that first book out, how long did it take you? How many people rejected that book? Interview with the Vampire? Yeah. Quite a few, quite a few. It, it, took, it, was, it was a bumpy road. It was not successful in hardcover, but it became very successful in paperback, and then it sort of stayed on the shelves. It started to have a life of its own and a kind of a cult following, and it, uh, and it, and I'm not saying a cult there. I'm saying you know a sure. following of people who loved it, and it's it stayed in print. And eight years later, I wrote the second one, The Vampire Lestat, and after that, it you know rapidly they became bestsellers. But it took a while. Anne Rice is our special guest here on KFGO. Her new book is now out called Christ the Lord, The Road to Cana at bookstores everywhere and, of course, on the Internet. I was fascinated when I read the materials on you and even saw a couple of videos on YouTube of the extent of the material that you have in your possession for doing the research on these books. Uh, I know there was 200 Bibles, I think I saw, plus, plus <laughs> mounds and mounds of material. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Well, I've, I've always researched the background of my books. I love to use historical periods, and I'm known for getting everything accurate. And with these books about Jesus Christ, it was really important. I wanted to really portray the first century as accurately as I could. So I, I did an enormous amount of research, not only in Scripture, studying Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, but also reading the Jewish historians of the period, Josephus and Philo of Alexandria, and reading everything we could about archaeology so that we would know what a town like Nazareth had been like. Um, I, I really immersed myself in the research. It was, it was great fun in a way. It was, it was great fun. It was also at times frustrating because new scholar, new, uh, new Testament scholars disagree on so many things. And uh, I had no idea that there was so much controversy over so many small details. But I did research so that everything I write about the clothing, the food, the, even, even the weather, you know, um, the, the Roman soldiers, uh, what Galilee was like, uh, what, what Judea was like, I try to make that as accurate as I possibly can. And I went to the Holy Land twice. And that was great. Oh, the, 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 I was going to ask you, too, there was a period of time there in Christ's life uh, from the age of two until you wrote to the age of seven, where people really, and that, this is the first book we're talking about, where people really didn't know a whole lot about where he uh, had gone or what had happened after uh, King Herod put that uh, proclamation out. What, uh, did you have enough material to, uh, you know, to, to, uh, to look at that time period? Well, yes, I did. Um, we know he went to Egypt. We know that from the Bible. And we do know a lot about the Jewish community in Alexandria in Egypt. And it wasn't a stretch to think that he and the family were living in that community. Um, there are legends, of course, um, about where the Holy Family traveled in Egypt, but I didn't find those so helpful. I found it more helpful to go to the history books and read about Jewish life in Egypt. And I placed the family in Alexandria in the Street of the Carpenters, and 
describing their return to the Holy Land at the death of Herod, well, there's a lot of material in the history books about what that was like, that there were riots happening in the city of Jerusalem and in the temple. And I thought, of course, the Holy Family would witness these things. Was it difficult to make this in the first person of Christ? Was you, did you, were you thinking about that before you wrote the first book? Well, that was key to me from the beginning, that I wanted to do it in the first person. That was a challenge I set for myself, and I wanted the novels to be as realistic as possible. And of course, as a believer, I believe that our Lord is divine and human. I believe He's God and man. So I had to search the Scriptures for every bit of evidence as to how He used His omniscience. And I found a lot of evidence in the Gospels of Mark and Matthew that Jesus put his divine knowledge aside so that he could experience things as a human being. And I tried to imagine what that was like for him and write in the voice of a child who was letting letting himself find things out in the human way rather than the supernatural way. And of course, in Christ the Lord out of Egypt, what he really wants to know is why did we go to Egypt? Um, what happened in Bethlehem, why don't you want to talk about it, you know, this type of thing. And, and basically that book is really about Christmas. It's about the story of Christmas from the point of view of Mary and Joseph as, and James, uh, the brother of the Lord, as they described to the boy Jesus what actually happened. I was told by uh, a priest who is, uh, has read your first one, is going to read your second one, that he thought... What he loved about it the most is that you brought out the humanity of Jesus Christ. I think that's my vocation. I really do. But in bringing out the humanity, I can never lose sight of the divinity. For me, this is God. And it is God coming to live with us, to live amongst us for over 33 years. And to me, that's one of the most beautiful love stories in any religion in history. The idea of Almighty God loving us enough to come down here in the person of Christ and be born as a baby and and work as a carpenter and live for over 33 years in our midst. You know, I believe that God can do anything he wants. He could have come for five minutes, you know, if he wanted to. He He could have walked down Sinai with another set of tablets, but he chose instead to come and and to be born uh, of a Galilean girl, Mary, and to live really with with not a poor family so much. I mean, the Gospels don't really paint them as poor, but a working-class family, a family that had to work hard for a living as carpenters. And to me, it's a beautiful, beautiful love story, and I do think my vocation is to remind myself and remind others of the humanity of Christ. We must not, you know... We must not forget that he experienced these things, and we can approach him with our aches and pains and our struggle, because he was here with us. He knows. I mean, of course he knows as God, but he's experienced these things almost to invite us to come close to him. I know I've been talking a lot about the first book, and I apologize for that, but I loved it, and I'm getting into the second book right now. Can you briefly tell the folks uh, what part of Christ's life this uh, second book is about? Well, it takes place in the last year uh, before Jesus goes to the Jordan to be baptized. I pick him up. He's over 30 years of age. He's not married, and he's getting a lot of pressure from his family uh, to marry because Jewish men at that time did get that pressure. And he is trying to explain to the family that he is just not going to do that, that he is not going to, to marry. And 
he knows what he has to do, and he knows he's not going to be married, and he's not going to have children. And I try to explain what daily life was like in Nazareth for him, that, that people remembered the stories of his birth. They remembered the stories of angels singing to shepherds, of magi from the east. But they were impatient. You know, 30 years have passed. Nothing, you know, nothing has happened to distinguish him. And so people actually sort of ridicule him a bit as Jesus, the sinless one. You know, they, they make a little bit of fun of him, like, why did those miracles happen when you were born? What are you going to do? And I think that's a realistic picture. In fact, we get hints from the Gospels, and indeed that's a very realistic picture of what it was like for him. When he went back to Nazareth in the Gospels, he was ridiculed as, as the son of the carpenter, as the carpenter. People said, well, how can you be the son of God, you know? So I wanted to show what daily life might have been like for him. And um, I really, you know, had a had a wonderful time doing it. It was it was a, it's the greatest challenge of my life to try to write from his point of view as he experiences this pressure and as he um, as he tries to be compassionate and succeeds in being compassionate and loving to everyone in the town no matter how badly they treat him personally. I have to ask you real quick, what did your fans of the 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 vampires men are thinking now after you turn to this? Where Are they still devoted to you, do you think? Quite a few are. Quite a few are, and quite a few read all the books, and quite a few say they saw this coming in a way. You know, they, they, they saw, they knew that I was a Catholic at heart. They could see it in the early books. There is a small group of fans who are very disappointed, mm-hmm. and I think they're very young, and um, they they feel abandoned. They are at a point in their lives where they love the vampires, and they are rebelling, and um, they feel sad, and I've tried to explain to them that I have not abandoned them, that I'm doing what I always did, and that is writing the very best book that I can write that expresses everything that I feel. But the, the vast majority of the emails coming from the readers are positive. You know, they're people that see a continuity in all these books. Final question, Anne. Uh, Christ the Lord, uh, The Road to Cana is out right now. But you do have another one expected to come out later on this year, right? Actually, that's true. I, I wrote a memoir about, about my Catholic childhood and about returning to the Church. It's called um, Called Out of Darkness, and it will be out in the fall. Very good. But right now, folks, Christ the Lord, The Road to Cana by Anne Rice on bookstores everywhere on the shelves. Uh, Once again, Anne, I thank you so much for joining us here on KFGO. It has been a real pleasure. I've enjoyed it very, very much. And I'll come back anytime you want. (laughs) Thank you so much. I love talking to you. Bye-bye.